gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. What's up, everybody? It's Aaron from the Aaron Meta Show. It is the 9th of September of 2018. I am Aaron Meta, and she is. Hello, everyone. Yeah, Patricia, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, I mean, not really got much of an intro. I mean, uh, the what well, we basically, uh, if anyone's interested, I recently discovered a uh, total conversion of uh, GoldenEye 64, and uh, it's been converted into into the uh, James Bond film Goldfinger. So uh, I, I urge everyone to go on YouTube and check that out because that actually looks pretty cool at the minute. So uh, yeah, it's uh, the uh, the let's plays I've been seeing have been only like two hours long. And uh, not to say that uh, the original Goldeneye wasn't uh, all that long in gameplay, but uh, I don't know. It's like uh, when you when you go all out for something like that, uh, and also from what I told, apparently it's been like in eight years in development. You know, I was expecting a little bit more, but uh, hey, you can't have everything, can you? So uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, shall we just get on with the show? All right, let's do it. All right, then. So, first thing is we've got here is uh, Trump's former advisor, George uh, Papadopoulos, uh, uh, has been had a 14-day jail sentence. Uh, the former advisor to Donald Trump's presidential campaign has been sentenced to 14 days in prison. Uh, he was sentenced uh, by a judge who said that he had been placed his own interests above, the, above those of the country. Um, Papadopoulos, uh, the first campaign aide, uh, sentenced to special, by special counsel Robert Mueller's ongoing investigation, said he was deeply embarrassed and ashamed, quote-unquote, for having lied to FBI agents during the interview last year and acknowledged that his actions could uh, hinder their, their work. So, uh, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, finally there's been... Uh, a sentence given out to uh, someone who's done wrong in the uh, the Trump administration. So, well, at least former Trump administration, anyway. So, um, it looks like uh, to me, you know, this is just one guy. I think uh, there's going to be plenty more to go from the looks of this. If uh, I mean, how many people have we seen so far who have been found guilty due to fraud or lying or yeah, anything like that? A, but like, this wasn't. I think this is the first thing. I think that was like direct involvement in the campaign. So, uh, like saying that he lied to FBI agents about what he knew. In, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the whole thing, so I think uh, this is the first. Um, I think I think if unless someone wants to correct me, I think this is the first conviction that uh, was like directly related to what happened in 2016. So uh, I think everything else is basically just that kind of like outside to that. I think so, but hey, it doesn't surprise me. Like uh, people getting uh, uh, arrested and convi- you know convicted for uh, you know uh, for ills that have gone in within the in the Trump campaign. When we know himself is uh, you know Donald Trump is a pretty slimy character. So, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, it's just, uh, and uh, it's just uh, so, and that's not the only thing that's been uh, Trump-related as well. Like, uh, did you read the anonymous op-ed that the New York Times put out? No, I have not. No. So basically, he just said that uh, his administration and people within his administration is basically uh, telling him, basically working against his own impulses. So uh, the, apparently, the chief of staff, who is uh, chief of staff Kelly, he, apparently he's been. Uh, he like listen. Donald Trump like gives him some like really ob- obscene things for him to do, and then he just turns around to his staff and says, "Oh, we're not going to do that, and we'll just do this way. We'll just do it this way." So mm. uh, it looks like even the uh, it even looks like even the the Trump administration's having to control Donald Trump himself, you know, and it's not the other way around. I see. Yeah. So and on top of that as well, apparently the guy is claiming to like be part of the resistance against Donald Trump, which you know, if I, I share the thoughts. Of people who, um, you know, are who consider themselves part of like, you know, part of like resisting Trump, and uh, I don't think a guy who's, you know, or girl for that matter, who's working inside the 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 mechanics of the Trump administration, I don't think can really be classed as a resistance, if you ask me. Yeah, unless he's like a double agent or a spy or something. Oh, well, that's even worse. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> there's there's a mole in the in the, in the president in the office of presidents of the United States. I mean, not to say they're probably not already, uh, you know, other dodgy stuff currently going on in that White House already, which, uh, you know, it's, it's probably full of holes and Swiss cheese and everything like that. And there's also there's other, uh, 
um, you know, expose is also done on the president as well. So it's probably not the first. This isn't the first thing that we've heard about in regards to that. But uh, it's just I don't know. Like it just kind of feels it kind of feels weird. People are going to be currently be asking questions about who who did it, who who was the person who published this. But uh, you know, they're naming like all sorts of Trump officials. But uh, I don't know. I've kind of got a wild card uh, opinion. I think of who wrote that cu- who wrote that article. And hmm. I posted it up on Facebook. And uh, did you know who that? Who I kind of thought, you know, allegedly, you know, let's, let's be just careful here. Like, you know, this is just my opinion, and uh, we don't know this for a fact. And uh, it's just an uh, just uh, uh, an allegation, which uh, I'm sure maybe she might deny. But there is part of me that believes that it might be Melania. Really? I don't know why. I just, I just there's just it just feels a bit, you know, you know, all the stuff that's basically been going on in Donald Trump's personal life. You know, in regards to like, uh, there's apparently you know there's been um, the other allegation that's come out that uh, Donald Trump apparently was uh, having a, an affair with his uh, with his house with one of the uh, housemaids in his hotel, and then obviously there was the thing with Stormy Daniels, and then there was the thing with the other Playboy model, and uh, I don't know, if, I don't, and again I don't know for a fact if these were all uh, con- confined to the marriage between Melania and Donald. So I don't know that that's possible, but uh, couldn't you see her kind of like you know, um, uh, you know, getting her own back on a, on 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 Donald by you know doing stuff like this? I mean, anything's possible at this point. Yeah, I, I say on top of that as well, it might not even be her. You know, she might be totally innocent in all of this, and I totally accept that. But uh, I don't know why. It just it just kind of like feels. It just kind of feels like something that probably you know would happen with a you know a, a wife who feels neglected. You know, it's just, uh, again, I don't know that for a fact, it's just uh, it's just a thought, it's just an opinion, and uh, for all we know, it could be somebody completely different. And, uh, well, apparently uh, WikiLeaks uh, made the, uh, they did some, what they call data analysis, or, you know, quote-unquote, and they said that apparently the uh, person who might have wrote this might be old, white, and uh, between the ages of uh, 50 to 60 years old or something like that, which probably means <laughs> that like, everyone in his administration could potentially have done it. You know, yeah. by, by Linda McMahon, who's is a small business secretary. So. Yeah, you know what? At this point, with everything that's been going on, I wouldn't be surprised if there were to be like a clue version of everything going on in the White House, and who is the one who's behind trying to take down Trump? <laughs> who's it co- was Robert? It, it was Robert Mueller over in the meeting hall using emails. <laughs> it was Baron Trump on the uh, garden lawn using the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> oh good grief and uh you know, like, we're, we're gonna patent that by the way yeah yeah so um so yeah another eventful time in the uh the trump white house i guess and uh so not really that yeah it kind of feels like there's not really much else to say besides that you know we need to get rid of this guy like you know this uh you know Do- donald trump um uh, some of that as well actually it's even worse if you get rid of him because then you're stuck with mike pence you know if he's yeah, uh we talk about that yeah, if he's prematurely ejected from the White House, so really yeah. he, needs, he needs to be pulled out in, during during twenty twenty, surely. Like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's the only reasonable thing you can really say at this point. Say that. So. Um, let me ask you. Um, if let's just say that Trump and um Pence do not make it, then um, who was the who was the third one that's usually president? Was it like the military in chief or something like that? Um, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Mind you, what's the likelihood that Trump and Pence are basically going to end up falling out of uh, the white of falling out of the, out of governments? I maybe I think actually in that case, I think actually ends up being the Speaker of the House. So uh, there we go. I got it. Yes, it is Speaker of the House. So, yeah. so it's Paul Ryan. So that's Paul Ryan. Damn it. Yeah, I know. And uh, so, um, yeah, isn't it, isn't it funny? Like you probably go like through all the Republican candidate, you probably all the Republican politicians, and not find a valuable can- uh, candidate that way we like. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. just so. There's no. I'm trying to think. You know, uh, what was the last? What was it? Was the last Republican we could basically t- we could point out and say, oh yeah, that's a that, that guy's a good guy. You know, was uh, in some in some know. strange way. I already got the president line of succession up right now. So, uh, okay. So if uh, like I uh, so basically mentioned, if um, president cannot be president, then who goes next? So vice president, speaker of the house, and then the third one is president pro tempore of the senate, which is Orrin Hatch. Okay, and so um, well, 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 has he done anything? Crazy, I don't know. or uh, well, <laughs> imagine, a complete, imagine it's not the first time that America would have a complete unknown as a president, you know, and very, very unlikely that he would even get to that point. 
Yeah, very, very, very rarely. Unlikely. So, but uh, yeah, I just think, uh, yeah, I just think we should, we're just wait, we're just in the waiting room at the minute for the, for, for all this to end <laughs> at the minute. So, uh, yeah. Okay, we've got a video, so uh, let's let's play this and see what we think. Oh, it's the beach. This is uh, Bryson, if I'm and not requesting. All of them. Osborne. Georgie Porgy. Lagarde. Call me Madam. Junker. Junker in the trunk. Junker in the trunk. Junker in the trunk. Let's all get drunk. On the Sussex Riviera, within hailing distance of the continent, it's the first public reading of People Like Us, written by the journalists and ardent Brexiteers, Julie Burchill and Jane Robbins. Shakespeare! After the vote came in, we were very isolated, both of us. We didn't know each other then. And we were shunned, basically, by our friends in the media, who were all filthy Remainers. Well, to be fair, the, the, the majority of British press, I mean, if we're talking about the Daily Mail, the Daily Express, um, I guess you could say Fox News, you can put it in that as well, if you want to have it in uh, American uh, networks. A lot of them were very pro-Brexit, so uh, I'm very surprised you never found anybody uh, within the, uh, the, the, the... I'm really surprised you didn't find anyone within the journalistic pool who was not a supporter of Brexit. Very surprised. Mm. Yeah, okay. When we found each other... We when were... you say shunned, yeah, shunned you don't yeah. just mean that you politely disagreed with each other. They basically, oh, no. they, they, they threw a huge temper tantrum because um, I think Remainers are very entitled people who've basically gone through life getting everything their way. Um, I would highly disagree with that, but there are many young people who are actually supportive of being in the EU who are not making much of a killing at the right now. I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. I mean, there's a, there's like the, if you look at the, the um, breakdown of the of the vote um a lot of the um a lot of the remain came from within inner cities so likelihood is you weren't making that much money uh you're also um not uh you, know, you probably didn't have that great of a job um, and also your, your your chances of being actually owning a home were very slim at that time as well you probably were renting or you're probably staying with your parents and the people who were on the Brexit side, according to uh, statistical data, uh, apparently it was people mainly in the south. So you probably had a good earn a good earning of living, and also was in the uh, probably around the fifty to probably eighty range of uh, people who voted for Brexit. So uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that that just doesn't that doesn't just line up with uh, with the facts. And when the little people dared to speak up, um, they had a, a massive hissy fit, and it was like um, a huge. Hundreds of thousands of violent Elizabeth bots all stamping their feet. And okay, well, if we want to talk about, let's talk about the hissy fit, shall we? So, uh, Brexit right now, uh, the way it's looking is that we might be going to no deal Brexit and falling under World Trade uh, Organization rules. So, Donald Trump's already threatened he wants to pull out of it, and uh, we're now going to have to renegotiate uh, our relationship with over 100 countries individually. And apparently, we don't have the civil service power to do that. So. Hmm. Yeah trying to be sick and whatever. The sort of bile and the anger isn't just confined to the Remain side, is it? And you get some very heated views of on all sides. I of think this. that's happened because they won't take no for an answer. If I No, mate, it's because some of them, unfortunately... Uh, this is the thing, Brexiteers just won't... I don't know why they just won't accept this. There were some people who did vote for Brexit because of immigration. Yeah, and because they didn't like the idea that uh, you know other people from other foreign lands were coming into their into their country and uh, you know were doing an honest living and paying taxes, and uh, while uh, you know it's uh, I, I, I don't know why they hate these people, I have absolutely no idea. You know, it's just it's uh, it's uh, from what I've been told from people is that unfortunately it's just something they picked up from uh, you know generations of hatred. Which uh, towards um, immigrants over the years, like uh, I remember um, the you know, my my grandfather would tell me, you know, and also my uh, elderly relatives would tell me about how uh, you know the the the, to the Conservative Party that's currently one of the governing parties currently in the uh, or the main governing party of this minority government. Uh, they actually put out a. Um, a poster like we're talking about years and years ago. I totally accept that. That basically says uh, if you want a coloured for a neighbour, vote Labour. Basically, what? Yeah, they did that. You can you can Google it and you can find it. 
us I'd have lost. We wouldn't have made this fuss. Yeah, we wouldn't have spent two years trying to overturn it's the pathetic. boat. Okay, you didn't spend two years uh, trying to overturn the vote. You spent 45 years since the 70s trying to overturn this. So the, this idea that this only just kind of crept up in the last two years just isn't true. There's been opposition since, since uh, you know, the, the original referendum back in 1972 for the uh, European Economic Area. You know, I'll, I'll have it that, uh, um, you know, that the, well, the European Economic Area then turned into the European Union and then turned into a uh, po another political bureaucracy uh, based in Brussels. But uh, at, the end of the, at the same time as well, everyone continues to get voting for pro-EU parties, you know, for our general elections. So it was, um, you know, you can't really say that people weren't aware that this wasn't, wasn't going on. Mm. Yeah. The playwrights claim that Remainers in London media and art circles have taken a very lofty view of Brexiteers, and their drama explores tensions in a North London book group. I got the idea that all of this shunning would make a good play, but I've never written a play. Um, You've never written a play either, have you? I wrote or one ages you? ago that was at the Royal Court. Oh. Yeah. But, like, that was, must have been more than 25 years ago. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, uh, why do we get the feeling that uh, this is the, uh, the, the Donald Trump of uh, playwriting? <laughs> right now. This is going to be like, oh, I've never written a play before, and, uh, yeah, it was 25 years since I saw a play. Like, yeah, so I don't actually understand the concepts of, uh, of this. So uh, I'm actually going to... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Uh, well, anyway, let's let's let him continue. I wanted to write another, then I just started taking too much drugs, and it never happened. Yeah. Oh well, what a, what a, what a motivational thing to do. Lovely. Yeah. People stopped inviting you round. Did it did it come to that, or you felt unwelcome in people's homes? Well, I wasn't really shunned. I'm too rich and famous to shun. But you. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you're just like normal everyday people. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I think um, people kind of close down uh, if the subject of Brexit comes up, and and there's something called what I, that I've come to think of as the Brexit face, which is like if you if you if the subject comes up, people go like this. <laughs> is that and on all sides or just no Remainers? no just, just That's a sign of a Remainer. No no the Leavers. That's such bullshit. Sorry, I'm just gonna. Yeah, that's better. Okay, so uh, it just the uh, you know I think we should just do a segment on this show called "These People Vote," and we and we <laughs> and, and we and we just show everybody like the people like the worst opinions that they hold. And because uh, yeah. at the moment right now it's just it's uh, uh, what a waste what a waste of our time. That was on BBC Newsnight, by the way. You know, on a, on a oh, major tel on a major television network. Oh my god, I'm not wasting my time with any more with this. All right, next. The face of Colin Kaepernick has come to mean a lot more... Hang on a second, it's not starting. The face of Colin Kaepernick... No, it's done it again. So you know where it does that thing where uh, it, like, it freezes the frame and it doesn't bother uh, um, doing... Uh, it basically doesn't bother playing the thing. Let me try it again. The face of Colin Kaepernick has come to mean a lot more... No. Sorry, everybody. I uh, don't know why it's doing this, but uh, it's just uh, it's just decided it's not going to... Uh, Play ball anymore. From okay, I think I've got it. You do your business. No, it's not that. The there face we go. of Colin Kaepernick has come to mean a lot more than sport, and the words on this new Nike ad go to the very heart of his place in what's become a culture war. His kneeling during the national anthem, a protest at police brutality and social injustice, was embraced and condemned. So, too, Nike's decision. There's been calls for a boycott and more drastic direct action towards Nike goods. So, uh, for those of you who aren't aware, Nike decided to take Colin Kaepernick on its, uh, as its mascot for the 30-year anniversary. And so, uh, uh, Patricia, your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I've been seeing a lot of videos and articles lately about how people are going to burn Nike shoes and they're going to, you know, try to protest and stuff like that, which it's just been absolutely ridiculous at this point. It's like, you know, you're, you're only looking at a narrow picture of, you know, what's going on. You know, there's a lot of people behind the Nike company other than just, you know, this guy. It's just like... You know, why are you protesting against a guy who is kneeling because 
you know, he doesn't agree with what's going on in this country. I yeah, mean, so we, it, we, it, we is, it, about this. Do, do you know what the worst part about this is? Is that uh, the people I say, oh, he's disrespecting the flag and disrespecting the anthem and disrespecting the troops. No, he's not. He's protesting police brutality. What? 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 Why? Why is that so? Why is that so wrong? No, it's not wrong. Absolutely not. No. And with and everything that's been going on, I mean, he he should protest with what's going on. Absolutely. It's a pair of Nike shoes. So everybody to see. Throwing this in the fire because of Colin Kaepernick is now the face of Nike. No, it's not. It's the face of you being a twat. Or in it. <laughs> I, I, I spent loads and loads of money on those shoes, and now I'm going to throw them in a fire. And here's the, here's the thing about this as well. Like, everyone's getting all so uppity about uh, Nike taking on Colin Kaepernick as, it's, uh, as, uh, as one of its faces. But, uh, I mean, did, did anybody protest or hold a massive boycott when Nike was found to be using sweatshops in, um, in, in third world countries to make its gear? Did anyone nope. like, did anyone throw a hissy fit over that? Anyone nope. at least anybody on the right? Nope, because uh, they um, on top of that as well, uh, all their Trump merchandise that they probably buy, like Make America Great Hand Cats, those things are made in China. You know. But there has also been support. I mean, if I didn't love Nike enough, they made Colin Kaepernick the face of their Just Do It campaign for the 30th anniversary. Oh my God. Uh, well, I, I, w- here's the I wouldn't get too attached to this. You know, I, 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 it's just only a one-time celebration. Well, apparently they're going to do. Apparently they're going to do this a long-term deal. Apparently with Kaepernick. Um. So this is this isn't going to. Apparently this isn't going to be the first thing. On top of that as well, they recently released a new commercial. Oh. So it's uh, yeah, it's um, he, he, I think he's going to be one of their. Lo- I think they've um, started to invest quite heavily in Kaepernick. I think at this point. And at a community store Nike built in a troubled Los Angeles neighborhood, the Kaepernick campaign is a popular one. I'm all for him. I'm gonna buy more Nikes, you know, products now thanks to him. Everybody has a right to their own opinion. So I mean, if that's the way he wanted to show it, then that's the way he did it. So everybody has a right to come up and protest. That's what makes this country great. The person we haven't heard from is the president. Donald Trump has repeatedly criticized players who protest during the anthem. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a off the field right now, out, he's fired. Wouldn't you love it uh, when a guy in office uh, decides to uh, treat minorities like shit and cra- car crashed the economy? The, the 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 people of that country point at him and say, "Get him off the that son of a bitch out of the White House." <laughs> yeah, that's that true. That added fuel to an already heated debate on race and inequality. One Nike has now waded into. They've now put themselves, Nike, the brand, up against. America the brand and America the brand is supposed to be about an identity for all people irrespective of color creed whatever it might be uh, well may I'd probably go to places like the Middle East and maybe even some aspects of the Far East maybe even uh, North Africa as well and see how well the America brand goes down there at the minute and I get that they're looking this this through like you know uh, the the American bubble like that that kind of like lens but uh, you know, it's uh, if you look at, I mean, Nike is not more than just you know an American brand. It's a, it's a world, it's a global brand. Like you know, even I have a pair of Nike shoes in the uh, in in the closet right now. So yeah, and I'm actually curious. I mean, does everybody around the world feel the same way? Are we seeing people across Europe who are going to be burning their shoes? Um, I don't, no, of course not. No, I don't think we are. But uh, I think um, well, and Kaepernick is actually suing the NFL right now, claiming it colluded to prevent him from getting a contract with a new team. It is unlikely he'll ever play at that level again. But with the new season approaching, what he started is certain to dominate way beyond the football field. Nike. I think he's already in the history books at this point. Yeah, personally. definitely. I think 20, 30 years time, I think everyone's going to be, uh, be picking up a book or picking up, a, you know, and an looking through their iPads and looking at, uh, you know, doing the homework and uh, they're going to be sort of basically uh, doing... Uh, you know, uh, um, essays about how Colin Kaepernick uh, took one knee mm-hmm. uh, to to help uh, to help a cause, I think, and all the, all the ramifications that uh, wrapped around it. So, uh, I think regardless of whether he ever plays football again, I think uh, I think we're going to be talking about Colin Kaepernick for a very long time. I wouldn't be too surprised if he had political ambitions. 
Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see what we've got next. Um, okay, we've got an article coming up next, and uh, this one revolves around Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, oh, boy. Uh, yeah. and uh, it might be quite a telling uh, headline here: Guardians of the Galaxy being rebooted by Marvel Comics. I mean, how many times have comic books have been rebooted ever since, um, you know, like a new writer comes along and does his interpretation or if a movie becomes ex- incredibly successful based off of the comic books and they would try to tie it in very similar. It's pretty common. Yeah. So the Guardians of the Galaxy are reuniting for Marvel, uh, but the new team won't include the same heroes as before. The new roster is a mystery for now, but the job that the comic publisher is teasing some of the big, biggest stars of Marvel's galactic realm as possible teammates. Uh, literally, even Galactus could potentially be uh, part of this team. Uh, this is news arrives when at the time when the movie future of Guardians of the Galaxy is m- pretty much unknown at this point. Previously, one of the MCU's most uh, b- bankable prophecies the Guardians of Marvel comics uh, have actually been broken up, f- broken up for a while now, uh, which means that it's time to celebrate fans to celebrate the creation of at least uh, one new Guardian series for now. And Marvel is building up hype pretty early. So, um, mind you, what makes you think that they've done this? Well, I want to know who behind the scenes who who was the deciding factor in that? Was it Disney or was it Marvel? Because mm. uh, you know, because of the thing that's going on with, with uh, Dave Batista right now, refusing to basically continue doing the sh- doing the doing the movie. I know that Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel, I know that um, he didn't even know that Disney was even doing this. So it's definitely Disney's part. Mm-hmm. And something tells me that they're going to do this um, rebooted comic, and then after that, they're going to make another Guardians of the Galaxy film based on that. Yeah, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I think Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I think, is pretty much dead at this point, possibly. I mean, it's an, uh, currently, it is an indefinite hiatus because of um, the controversies of James Gunn or, you know, quote-unquote controversies. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess, you know, because Disney doesn't want to, you know, associate James Gunn with what he did, then I guess they just want to, like, sweep it under the rug. But... Trust me, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be protesting against that and, you know, doing their hashtags, rehire James Gunn, which, you know, it's definitely commendable of them. And I hope that, you know, their um, their efforts, you know, show Disney that, hey, you know, we want to see a Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3 and we want to see them in the new Avengers movie. But I think that Disney has put a stride into saying, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Which is a shame. It is. And uh, I just think um, it's, for me, Guardians of the Galaxy looks, uh, at least this rendition doesn't look like it's kind of got much of a future at this point. And uh, personally, it wouldn't be too, I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, in January uh, we hit a, uh, you know, uh, saliva play up in, uh, in on Monday Night Raw and uh, Batista shows up and says, oh, I'm mm. going to do, do a program with uh, The Rock at WrestleMania or something like that. And, you know, he just, because uh, he has been making noise about wanting to come back to wrestling. So, uh, mm. I don't think WWE will invite him back with open arms, given that now he's not doing Guardians of the Galaxy no more. So, True. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Adventure Time, uh, recently, well, has uh, finally, well, the time has finally come to an end. And uh, it was a, quite a, a interesting finale that uh, we got. So Adventure Time, uh, the beloved and groundbreaking seri- ca- cartoon series on Cartoon Network, and it's its 10th season run on se- about September 3rd on Cartoon Network. Uh, and Adventure Time DVD's box set will be released September 4th uh, with uh, seasons 8 through 10. Uh, that longevity, uh, it debuted in 2010, is a remarkable feat, considering that the series was never meant to um, uh, to the lowest uh, common denominator, meant to appeal to the lowest common denominator with a fantasia of uh, characters, including Jage the Dog, uh, who uh, talks and can morph into anything, uh, Marceline the Vampire Queen, uh, Princess Bubblegum, uh, Lady uh, Renicorn, uh, a half-rainbow, half-unicorn. But despite the the fantastical elements, the show has delivered genuine emotion. And, uh, you know, what a ride. You know, and uh, I I kind of don't even know where to start first with... uh, Adventure Time, like, yeah, this was the, I mean, to think to start off with, this is the, this is the cash cow that Nickelodeon turned away. Yeah, exactly. And not only once, but twice. They chose this cartoon, um, they chose uh, Fanboy and Chum Chum over Adventure Time. Because if you recall, the pilots of Adventure Time and Fanboy and Chum Chum were featured in random cartoons, which was Fred Seibert's pretty much last 
attempt of trying to um, do like a pitch of various pilots on television for Nickelodeon right before it was shifted over to his YouTube channel. And out of all the pilots, these two were like in the running. And when Pendleton Ward like pitched it to Nickelodeon, they just said like, nope. And so uh, I would say that in my opinion, Adventure Time, you know, for the 2010s in terms of cartoons, it is probably like one of, if not the most influential because every single cartoon that came out afterwards was, you know, heavily inspired by Adventure Time or people who worked on Adventure Time went off to work on their own cartoons. Rebecca Sugar, who worked on Adventure Time, went off to work to Steven Universe. Um, uh, Patrick Mihail, who also worked on Adventure Time, he went off to do um, uh, Over the Garden Wall. And then there was also the, the guy behind Clarence and the guy who's doing OKKO. OK so a lot of people who worked on Adventure Time went off to pretty much just shape off all the content of Cartoon Network and pretty much created a new golden age of, you know, an incredibly amazing cartoons. So yeah. Um, in Adventure Time, we do owe a lot to um, bringing cartoons back in a, in a decade like the late 2000s in which it was just like pretty much nothing or very little was, you know, worth watching. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what the worst part about – I think the um, – you know what the sad part about this will be is that, you know, those shows that they do on TV, those TV specials where they like rank like the, you know, the, the most uh, – you know, the best cartoons of all time, quote-unquote. And, you know, yeah. Adventure Time could probably have done loads and loads of things within its 10, 10, um, 10 seasons that it's been on the air. But do you really think it's going to, in a ranking, uh, in, like in like in a top 10 or a top 15 or anything like that, do you really think it's still going to beat The Simpsons? <sighs> I mean, if... If we want to look at maybe like the entirety of The Simpsons, probably not, because no. I think even still to this day, The Simpsons is very, very high in terms of our pop culture. Mm -hmm. so, I, I just think in regards to because you know, yeah, I bet you if you put in the first, the, let's say the first eight years of The Simpsons against the uh, the whole entirety of Adventure Time, I guarantee you we probably wouldn't hold hold much. Like you know, everyone would be pointing at uh, the episode with Lady Gaga and thinking, "Oh my God, that's the worst." But no, that was probably you know Simpsons low point mm. you know, it's just it's uh so uh but uh yeah adventure time you know it's uh, it's had a really really good run and uh, yeah, it, it, mind you it wouldn't it maybe it wouldn't be surprised me if they decided to bring it back you know at some point and like uh, yeah i mean you know cartoon network has done that in which oh you know we're gonna wait a couple of years and then we're gonna reboot it for a new audience or something they've done that with teen titans and ben 10 powerpuff girls so i wouldn't be surprised if that were to be the case yeah so uh and also, I mean, some people are saying that uh, you know, it's uh, been it had a revolutionary moment where it had like its uh, first lesbian angle, and I was like, yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that is progress. But uh, I mean, Steven Universe did it first, so uh, I mean, let's. Uh, I mean, it's uh, well. So. Don't forget that you know, while Steven Universe did it first, you know, the origins most likely would have originated from Adventure Time, okay, because yeah. as I mentioned before, Rebecca Sugar did work on Adventure Time. Fair enough. Okay, um, so yeah, that's Adventure Time. Great run, and uh, who knows? Maybe we might even do us if, if we ever get, after we've done after we've done uh, you know DreamWorks films. Maybe we might uh, go off and do something else like that. So uh, maybe we well, might that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah I'd love to watch around. every episode of Adventure Time. That'd yeah. be great. Well, there's a box series, so we can't we can't say we can't do it. So. That's true. Okay then, this is a part article, part video. So what do you want to do? Do you want to read the article first, or do you want to watch the video? It's either or is fine. Okay, I'll start with the video first, just because it's just sure, lazy. Jojo, sure. I'm here to show you guys a sneak peek of my brand new animated show, the Jojo and Bobo Show Show. Look at that! Oh god, oh, god this woman. Like, uh, okay, I've is seen she? Her a, how old? How old is she at the moment? Uh, Jojo, Simon. I don't know. I've been seeing her a lot in like you know Nickelodeon's Facebook page or on her in, on Nickelodeon's Instagram. Oh, they it's like. She, she, they, they are. But if besides SpongeBob SquarePants, she, if you, you're either going to see two things on Nickelodeon right now. It's either going to be SpongeBob SquarePants or her. So, yeah. Uh, unless you, unless you're on Nick Splat, and then you get to see like you know all the clips of Ren and Stimpy at the minute. So, yeah, uh, she's I'm really Yeah, I'm really surprised at that. Like, are you surprised that uh, Nick Nick Splat at the minute are still putting up clips of Ren and Stimpy at the moment? Yeah, yeah. 
I am. I'm. I'm actually pretty surprised. Yeah. I mean, I think that I even saw uh, the Nick Splat um, Facebook page shared um, a clip of um, the Space Madness episode, which. Um, yeah, I'm actually kind of wondering about what Nickelodeon's current status is of, um, you know, Ren and Stimpy. Are they going to still air it on the next plot? Um, I, I think they're that... probably going to go on the grounds of, uh, you know, there was more to Ren and Stimpy than the guy who created it. And I think that's uh, true. Could, so. um, I'm glad that, you know, that's the case because, you know, Loud House is still, uh, you know, going, even mm-hmm. though that, you know, Chris Savino is a degenerate scumbag. And Clarence, you know, went on a, a pretty decent run, you know, even after the whole controversy with the creator. Yeah. So, so I guess, I, well, yeah. well, before we segue back into JJ Sauer, for those of you who do, do not know, we're, we've got the Hey Arnold anniversary show coming up in like less than a month's time. And uh, I will spoil everybody on this and say that there is a Loud House question for Craig Barlett. Oh, so, sweet. Uh, yeah. So, everyone has to hear what he has to say about that. So, let's continue with this. Uh, if we Do we want to continue with this? <laughs> no. Okay, so, this looks awful. Right off the yeah. bat. Like, the, the, how, 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 no money's been put into this. From the looks of it. Yeah, when it comes, I mean, I, I think that when it comes, it's just like the Henry Danger TV series all over again. It's like no effort put into the animation. It's just, oh, it's an animated version of a live action show. Uh, yeah. Do you think it's a bit soon for us to be having an animated series at this point? Because, like, I would get if they like, gave her, like, you know, a live action show. I totally get that. I think that she she currently does. She has like a reality show or a, like a game show or something like that. But you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I would say, yeah, a couple of years down the line, I would say for an animation show, and also an easily an animated show that looks like he's had some effort put into it. Like you mm-hmm. know, uh, I think I'm gonna think she's probably gonna look back at this and thought, yeah, like uh, they they were trying to make some money, you know. I know that Bobo is the most adorable dog on the planet, but she's got this whole other life that I didn't even know about. Excuse me? Get ready for out-of-this-world adventures. That's more like it! Okay, she should be dead in space. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, uh, let's, let's, not, let's not go too extreme. Okay. Pomeranian who owns a sewing machine. Okay, so I guess the dogs are the main part of this show, I guess, not her. I don't know. I've never seen her show, and I think I know that she's, I think from what I recall, she's also a YouTuber. So I'm actually curious. Did Nickelodeon, um, you know, saw her on YouTube and then bring her to Nickelodeon, or was it the other way around? I'm actually curious. Yeah, I'm still, I bet they found her on YouTube and they brought her in. I'm not surprised. They they did they did that before with like um, you know the Fine Brothers React series. They yeah. had that on Nickelodeon for a short time, and also um, you know the um, oh jeez, just I I can't even think anymore. Yeah, just uh, she basically looks like uh, you know like, I'm sorry to say this, but she looks like Rainbow Bright on cocaine or something like uh, you know or LSD. It's like you know it's just it's. Uh, Oh my gosh! Like, anyway, let's. You know, uh, I mean, I'm sure for our younger audience, they're like, "Oh, you know, you have to give her a chance." It's like, you know, that's perfectly fine, but yeah, I, I, Nickelodeon is has at least slightly more dignity than this. I just fine. this is well. I, I here's the thing: like, why not? Why not shelve it just for now and give it some more? Give it some more work. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's just you know, it's like you see, again. We just talked about Adventure Time. Like, make something right. timeless. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's, you, you. You seriously need it right now, Nickelodeon. The Cartoon Network has had a very good, very good run recently this year. You know, with some of the stuff yeah. that they've been bringing out. I so, mean, you know, despite the whole t- controversy with like Teen Titans Go, you know, there's still you know great shows that are not Teen Titans Go that were featured on Cartoon Network. Uh huh. Um. So. So uh, the show debuts in uh, September 22nd. Meanwhile, Lip Sync Battle Stories also has a season two premiere date. So uh, the basically bring her back for that and uh so yeah actually i just realized not much of an article really she's basically oh hey, hang on a second each episode of series uh, three to five minutes uh, animated shorts tell a brand new story that's a comic reveals how bow bow is uh w- way more than just a uh, very very beastie uh the character art uh, leverages an existing art style from jojo's popular ice iMessage stickers oh i see oh okay uh, so, so some things aren't, aren't, you know, some things aren't worth bringing to life like that, you know. 
Like, uh, for example, like, uh, you know, they, they, they once did a, uh, a cartoon series based on the Rubik's Cube. Like, really? You know, you, what kind of cartoon can you make out of a Rubik's Cube? It's but, just like, you know, you turn it around and match the colors. Oh, uh, it's, uh, uh, Patricia, they, they make cartoon shows out of anything popular. Like, uh, they've done it with, uh, uh, what should we call it? The, uh, you know, remember when uh, Scooby-Doo first came out and then all those uh, uh, different versions of it came out? I think they sure they did a, I'm sure they did a, um, uh, one for the Jackson Five, and then they did another oh, yeah, one for uh, right. yeah. yeah. You, you see all these different ones come out, and uh, so it's just uh, yeah. Those are the Josie yeah, and Pussycats as well. I forgot about that. Seventies yeah, cartoons. Oh man, like Jackson Five, the the Osmonds, um, the Harlan Globetrotters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure maybe Jojo. I never met Jojo Siwai by the way, so I don't know what she's like in real life. I'd really. This is the thing, you know. Nickelodeon will put on this kind of like PR version of a person and uh but really i'd like to meet the, like the person in real life and see what makes them tick you know if we did like uh say say for example maybe you know in a couple of years time like you know the fans started begging for like you know a jojo cywer anniversary show or something like that and they wanted me to you know spend an hour asking her questions and if she was cool with doing that kind of like craig bartlett style then you know maybe i might have some you know maybe i might have some uh you know uh you know uh some um uh uh, trying to find the best word for it, really. Uh, maybe I have some admiration for her, I guess, because you know she okay, wants to want to interact with the fans. Completely fair, but uh, you know, it's like uh, who knows. Mm. Um, okay, so uh, next uh, we got on the show, uh, we got another video. So uh, let's uh, let's check this one out. Okay. You do your business. Flush the toilet. And would you believe it is not playing? <laughs> oh, uh, okay, I got it. You do your business flush the toilet, and in theory give your hands a good wash. The problem is too many people are taking shortcuts. Research in hospital toilets has shown just what's being splattered around, including faecal matter and dangerous bacteria. People just sort of think, well, you just dry your hands, end of story. But actually that's not the case. Oh, that's gross. That looks disgusting. I know. So that's apparently all the bacteria. Apparently, that's being sprayed all over the. Uh, do you do you have Dyson, you know, uh, jet, you know, jet uh, can cleaners and that? In uh... yes, uh, yes, we do. Um, in some bathrooms, of course, like uh, the I, I've um, in airports, I've seen them there, and also like in uh, occasionally like a truck stop bathroom if they're like a, a more modern. Um, you know, they have modern com uh, comedies, but yeah, usually, usually we just see like the old fashioned ones where you like push the button and then you just dry your hands. But yeah, um, I have seen those. I have used at least one or two of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Most of us wash our hands not perfectly. The bugs are still there. So when you dry them in the, in the jet air dryer, the droplets are splattered into the environment, onto the machine, onto the floor, onto you, into the air. But paper towels are said to absorb the water and microbes instead. And the study carried out in three hospitals revealed that bacterial contamination was significantly higher on the days hand dryers were used instead of the disposable tissue. We may not be in a laboratory, but by doing a simple experiment using this bulb and some liquid which glows, we should be able to see just how far germs can potentially spread. You can see just how far along the wall it's spread. Pretty unsurprisingly, okay, so she put it like really across the wall. So I think yeah, yeah, you can see some some droplets. Mind you, it's still bacteria, isn't it? So inside the dryer. Oh god. Also onto my handbag. Oh yeah, well you shouldn't have left your handbag underneath the dryer because where do you think the where do you think the water goes? Yeah, exactly. That, that's the that's what I've always had a problem with those machines is that uh, you know they don't seem to have any like uh, ways of like draining the water like away and like keeping them in some kind of storage. It just seems to kind of like drip down and go along the sides of the of the machine and drip on the floor. Mm. You know, I really thought they'd have like some kind of containment unit or something like that to like you know clean out. It's not good if those splashes are contaminated by microbes. Some of the gems that could be passed around include E. coli, and there are different strains of E. coli. Some are classified as toxigenic, and if someone was to ingest those, then it could lead to a rapidly deteriorating situation that could even cause a fatality. It should take about 20 to 30 seconds to wash your hands. 
Hand dryer manufacturers point out the problem is in the washing, not the drying of the hands, and that the research has been funded by the paper towel industry. I was going to say, because, uh, well, I mean, wouldn't they ha I guess there would be some uh, conflicts of interest if you say, oh, hand dryers are, you know, bad for the, bad for the uh, bathroom environment, and they said, oh, by the way, if you want, do you want to grab a paper towel? Because that's where we're funded by. Yeah. Yeah. So I, there could be a slight bias to it. I think there could be, yeah. There's also the fact that used tissue needs to be disposed of. It doesn't help that we're all in such a rush. So you wash your hands and then stick them under the dryer quickly and then actually take them away before they're dried properly because actually, you know, it's a bit of a bore standing there until they're properly dried and then you kind of rub them on your jeans. The problem is you can't see what lurks within the droplets of water. Only by washing thoroughly every time will germs be stopped in their tracks. Well, I think that's pretty common sense stuff. You know, please wash your hands thoroughly. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're, especially if you're working in a hospital or in a kitchen, anything that you need to be like completely sanitized, they always put up um, instructions about how to properly wash your hands. You know, you should wash your hands thoroughly for 30 seconds. Make sure that you um, turn off the faucet with the paper towel. That way you won't attract any more germs and then, you know, fully dry them and uh, grab a, another paper towel so you can hold on to the door so that yeah, you won't that... be able to get more germs. So, yeah, so, I mean, seriously, I, I file this under, duh, you know? It's like, <laughs> honestly, people. Um, okay, so uh, we, have, uh, we have another video, so let's see if this plays. This is from... 100 years ago. Oh, how insulting. <laughs> this this kid this kid needs to he will be grounded for 20 years for, for, for that comment against you. Know, I still own my my Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, I didn't buy it until like way afterwards, but uh, you know, like uh, it still feels. So that, what does that make? What does that make you like? A hundred and fifty? Yeah, it does. Apparently, according to this, this, you know, this little brat. So, for those of you who do not know, this is these like this is a a video called Retro Consoles. Sorry, this Future Men versus Retro Consoles. So. Okay. Okay, I'll just put it forward a little bit. There we go. Some machine. This one looks like a radio, a DVD player. This one is music. Radio, a CD player. I think these are consoles. Oh, they're like that. Oh, my God. Ah, how insulting. <laughs> so, I guess... Uh, from... Yeah, you have to keep hammering that in, kid. And to be fair, like no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have done because you know that was that was like from that TV looks like it was from way before all those consoles. Yeah, those those look like TVs from like the seventies. Yeah, no, it's like it's even got like the you know, the oak wood. So that tell you what that that wood texture that would, probably would put it to the seventies, wouldn't it? Because that's when yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when all the consoles looked like back then. Yeah, exactly. Like um, the Atari and such. So it's like what James Rolfe says. You know, you ever heard of the Stone Age? Well, this was the, the Wood, wood age. age. Yeah. In regards to plugging it into the back of the TV, bending that I, you know, I had a really interesting technology back then. But so you know, you should, your parents should, uh, you know, make you. Did, did your uh, did you ever have a parent who helped you plug something in the back of the television because you didn't understand how it how it worked or something like that? Um, oh. oh yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I used to uh, I used to uh, help my mom because she even still to this day she is technically inept. Oh okay. Like very technically inept. Yeah. I, you... I, I, so basically, when I was young, I had to be the one to help her like put together the VCR and the DVD player. Oh and okay. Just yeah. like two days ago, I helped her get her own Facebook account. <laughs> So I just, you know, what I told mom when I when when I helped her with that, I said, "Well, mom, welcome to the 21st century." Yeah, and uh, and uh, I tell you, what, I'll be uh, interested to see if um, I, I get a I get a Facebook friend request from her. That'll be, <laughs> that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> Who's 
His likelihood is he's either playing this on an emulator or playing this on a Switch. So, uh, yeah. Well, there's a shock for you, kid. Guess where it originally came from? Yeah, it originally came from the Mega Drive, not from your iPad. I'm trying to think. Is this is this kid from the Sonic generation of Sonic Boom and that one Sonic game where he turns into a werewolf? Um. Oh, that would have been like the uh, Sonic Unleashed. That would have been like almost ten years ago. Oh, okay. And this then. kid looks younger. Yeah, he looks so younger he probably than that. would have been like around like the Sonic Boom era oh, poor, of video games. Poor kid. Imagine if he, he you know, he's. Uh, I hope they introduce him to like you know a real Sonic game, and then he realizes that like, he was born in the wrong generation. Yeah. yeah. Look up Sonic Media. different to the PS4. I can barely see the screen, it's hurting my eyes, and I don't even, I can't even play the game properly. These kids have been spoiled. That's why. <laughs> all, all, all the times that we had to, you know, not, I tell you what, actually I didn't mind my uh, uh, Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 that much. Mm. You know, and uh, when I got the NES, actually I was kind of thrilled to have it, even though it was like it was a step backwards. So. Yeah, same here. Oh, well, so it um, looks like uh, we're turning into old fogies from the looks of yep, it. And, we uh, sure are. These kids Pretty are... soon, yeah, I mean, pretty soon, you know, that stuff is going to be like in museums and they're going to be like, Dad, did you play this once? And it's like, yep, a long time ago. Yeah. All right, there was a video of a, uh, a truck, uh, sorry, a uh, bus driver who was like uh, driving like he was playing in a video game. Unfortunately, that uh, video got taken down, so we can't play that one, unfortunately. Ah, uh, too bad. Yeah. Okay, but we can't play this other video. So this one's called Painful. And uh, I have no idea what the pain in, in, in gears, so let's have a look. Okay, I don't think there's any sounds. This is a CCTV of someone trying to pull out of a car parking space, but there is something parked behind it. Oh my god. So she's reversing... She hasn't, like, crashed into any cars yet, but she's kind of, like, reversing constantly into the Land, into the Land Rover behind mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, look, just... No, now she's, she's basically turning completely the wrong way around. You don't need to do that. What you needed to do is you needed to um, snake over to the other, uh, to the other. Uh, and I'm pointing at this, and no one can see me. But uh, she needs to snake into that other um, space and then just uh, turn around to the left. Oh boy! Oh boy! And that bad guy can't get out, and he's gone to his car, and he can't get out now because this person can't. Yeah, oh, and, and that's a curse, God. by the way. So he probably needs to. It's probably somebody. No, know, it's not. It's not like a, it's not. Oh, he said that. He's he said that Mercedes. Yeah, that Mercedes. That's a hearse right there. So it's probably they're they're probably. No, a, probably like, no I think that's oh, I think that's a station wagon. I don't think it's a hearse. Oh, a, okay, a hearse yeah. has a doesn't have uh, four doors. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I thought it was a hearse because of the length. Oh my god! Just you don't need to do that. You could easily have gone and turned around into that other. Other space. I don't actually. I'm not sure if she's hit the Mercedes or not. I don't think so. No. Come on, come on, come on! A little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, turning the, turning, yeah, he's doing that thing. Yep, and okay. that was it. Okay, so Burger King. Oh, wait, this is, for those of you who can't see the voice, this is Jordan Peterson explaining Burger King. Oh, goody. That name is so bloody complicated. It, it took me like three months of non-stop thought to figure this out. Well, you look at it and you can say pretty confidently, King, that's actually an instantiation of a patriarchal mode of being, isn't it? It's like that's the typification of a fatherly figure that exists at the top of all possible dominance hierarchies. I guess that'd be a good way to describe it. And But... It's not a king, per se, when you go to Burger King. It's the instantiation of an individual as necessarily being the embodiment of the transcendent ideal of a king. It's okay, um, I'm, yeah, I've been to Burger King too, and I don't really go into that much depth in regards to explaining the, uh, the, um, you know, me me the, the, the social mechanics of a, of a burger restaurant. Yeah. You know? The king as such. 
the typified aspect of kinship as such is inexorably tied up with the word. And what does a typified father figure do? Well, he provides, doesn't he? He provides food and, and shelter and burgers. Well, yeah, that's... Well, not all kings have done that. I'm sure there's been some uh, kings and emperors who have been pretty brutal towards their uh, their populace. Oh, yeah, you know, once they... you, you know, it's like, you know, you sit down in a cozy dungeon waiting for execution. <laughs> Bloody well right, a king who provides burgers. Ex exactly. You know, you know, when Alexander Solzhenitsyn was in the gulags, he, he thought about food a lot. And there they were given 10 ounces of bread a day. And that's like your food for the day. And that's it. And What's that got to do with Burger King? I don't know. Who is this guy anyway? Jordan Peterson. He's basically been this... Uh, th there was this video that went viral, and it was basically a bunch of uh, uh, very left-leaning um, uh, uh, social justice warriors, uh, quote-unquote, and uh, they basically were hounding him in for while he was trying to do a, 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 something on freedom of speech, which was... Uh, you remember the um, remember in Canada, there was that whole uproar about uh, putting in... Uh, it was like Section C-15, I think it was? And or something along those lines of that, so they were going to make uh, uh, transgender pronouns. Um, you know, um, they basically were going to uh, make it a. Um, I can't remember the entire entirety of it, but uh, they basically were going to make it like a, a offensive speech to like not pronounce, uh, basically not use the pronouns someone wants to be used. You know, like kind of like oh, you know, okay, him and her you. and that and that thing. And uh, apparently, this was uh, apparently was going to be written into like uh, the Canadian Constitution or something like that. Little did we know that that was actually not going to be the case. And uh, Jordan Peterson got famous for uh, basically refusing to. Uh, use the pronouns that uh, people wanted, which... Uh, I see. And uh, mind you, I look at this both ways, like, uh, I wouldn't necessarily care what he what he called me. Like, uh, if I just uh, was one, just want to get through being done with him, and mind you, that's just me. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've never been in the uh, shoes of a transgender person or anything like that, but uh, I'll, I'll be totally honest with that. But uh, um, in regards to, you know, in regards to how I feel about it, it's like, you know, dude, just, just use the pronouns. Like, you know, it's mm. like, uh, it's, uh, and again, it didn't, from what I would gather, the way he was saying that he was going to make it, basically, he was going to, it looked like he was going to do, like, jail time for it for not doing it or something like that. It's like, dude, that was not what was going to happen at the end, and it didn't, so. Mm -hmm. One of the things he tried to puzzle out is in what ways life up until that point had been complicit in producing the Soviet state, and, and that's a question that if you really try to answer it, man, it's, that's rough, man, it, t it takes you to a dark place. So I think, well, well, no, I'd better not. I, I don't have enough information to answer that competently. All I can say right now is the degree to which we preside to patronize fast food restaurants that, that aren't instantiations of a sovereign ideal, it may have a bigger effect than we think. You know, the world if that's the case, then why is McDonald's far more popular than Burger King right now? I yeah. Mean, can, can we safely say that McDonald's won the burger war out of Burger King? Even though I know Burger King's still in business. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the Big Mac is definitely a lot more popular than the Whopper. Yeah, and a lot of time, you know, Burger King have been riding on McDonald's coattails a little bit and saying, "Oh, hey, uh, wouldn't it be great for world peace if we made the uh, the the Big Mac and we took the Big Mac and the Whopper and put them together?" Like, do you, remember, uh -huh. do you remember that thing as well? Like, yeah. Um, so I don't think Burger King has been the massive success. I think that Jordan Peterson, I think, is making it out to be, even though they are yeah. still in business. I will admit that. But in regards yeah. to like, you know, uh, in regards to like it being, you know, uh, uh, a patriarchal um, uh, monarch that brings its success. I mean, dude, uh, McDonald's had a clown for uh, a good couple of decades as their mascot, and they 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 worked wonders with it. So you know, yeah. more more people know more, more people know Ronald McDonald than they do know the Burger King. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and and don't forget that you know back in like the nineties, uh, Burger King had their own set of kids that nobody seems to remember unless you know you grew up around that era. Mm -hmm. You know, like Kidvid and all the other kids who were like this, um, you know, like group of kids who would like just hang out and stuff. But yeah, for the most part, everybody remembers Ronald and Grimace and the Hamburglar and Birdie, but. Yeah, the Burger King just kind of like creeps you out, man. Like seriously, mm -hmm. gives you nightmares. Yeah, let's end with something fun. So, uh, okay, this is a slideshow. Actually, I think this is, is this the first slideshow that we've done. 
I think oh, so. Not. We've never done a slideshow before. Okay, so this is uh, people who know how to pose with statues. So, uh, shall, shall I give you the first one? No. Here's the first one. <laughs> I don't know what sculpture this is, but uh, it looks like he, he was uh, trying to kiss somebody who wasn't there. And uh, mind you, I don't want to say anything too much, but that looks like a living statue. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't like, be surprised. That, if, that guy like, if someone, go, you could, you know, that, that thing almost looks <laughs> a little bit real. That one, mm-hmm. but so, yeah, it's uh, so that's a kissing statue on a on a on a. Uh, on there and uh, but uh, yeah that's that okay next so uh, oh wow yeah uh, now even the statues are going to be are going to be uh, uh, fall victim of the me too movement so uh, <sighs> of it oh my god yeah so uh, basically it's a statue grabbing this woman's bottom or at least you know she's posing it in that way and oh, i don't think that's god, what it's no. i don't think that's how it's supposed to be but uh, i don't think most of these statues no, are ways definitely... yeah true yeah okay next Guy in a okay, uni- that one's pretty funny. Statue on a unicycle, guy getting whacked in the face. Okay, yeah, that's right. We just got off, uh, speaking of Ronald McDonald. That, guy, <laughs> that statue looks like Ronald McDonald. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, next. <laughs> so it's an egghead. Uh, being, uh, look like he's eating a woman. So uh, not, Yeah. Yeah. Everyone on the podcast feed are going to get bored of this, but uh, I guess one thing I can say on the podcast feed, I guess, you know, maybe this is probably the end of the show for you guys at the minute because you have to kind of watch this to kind of see what's going on. But uh, so, uh, okay, next one. So it's. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, what's that statue looks familiar. He looks like. Um, who does? Who is he? I'm trying to think. I he's, can't, can't really tell. He does look familiar, but uh, right now he's dragging a guy by the foot in this mm. one. And uh, okay, next one. Oh, <laughs> that, wow. one's, that one's brilliant, actually. <laughs> uh, that one's actually pretty good. So it's a guy on an anvil. Uh, being looks like he's about to be hit by a hammer by the statue. So mm. okay, next. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, speaking of Ronald McDonald, <laughs> like uh, yeah, so uh, he's about to hit McCrodish up this guy. Actually, that's kind of funny, really, because you know uh, Ronald McDonald is actually one of the characters in Mugen. You know, M-U-G-E-N, that's an open source uh, fighting oh, yeah, game. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Dang, dang, do! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I haven't heard of Mugen since college. Yeah. Next one. Oh, wow. <laughs> that well, there is, like, Hitchcock's The Birds in that sense. <laughs> well, uh, also, it looks like a rea- nearly a reenactment scene of uh, of uh, A Bug's Life. So, uh, oh yeah, yeah. When Hopper is about to be captured by the bird and fed over to its babies, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, you can still check out episodes of Picks Mix with Aaron and Patricia on the Aaron Metzger Show Facebook page and also on the Old School Lane podcast as well. So check us out on all our Pixar reviews for there. So yep. uh, yeah, and that's how you get a plugin. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Next. Oh, oh. Forget, um, yeah. Putting in a, uh, it's putting in a shaver. It's like. She looks like she's like shaving his arm, shaving her arm. That's uh, mm-hmm. okay then. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Frank Franklin Roosevelt, or or is that John Adams uh, uh, j- taking a selfie? Oh no, no, actually, Jeff- he's uh, he's checking the football scores and uh, checking if Tottenham Hotspur are winning. I think from the looks oh, of it. Sure, why not? Oh, cool. All right, next. Oh, that's a good another selfie. selfie. That's Albert. Is that Albert Einstein? Yeah, that looks like Albert Einstein. Yeah, yeah, so uh, that was interesting. Okay, next one. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Like, you jerk. Yeah, just it's uh you got you got you got yeah, watch you... you can't leave anything in public in one place anymore, can you? As a, no. as I, actually, I was kind of like doing that when I was in. Uh, so I went out for a farewell drink for uh, some guys who I, who was at my my ex workplace, and uh, I had to basically. I was kind of worried because I left my jacket like in the middle of like the bar. And everything like that, and you mm-hmm. kind of like you kind of like turning your head back and forth because you worry that you don't want anyone kind of like going in through your stuff and like taking your cash or anything. So uh, yeah, so uh, you know it's uh, yeah, that kind of makes me feel a bit more paranoid now, <laughs> looking at that. <laughs> All right, next. Well, oh, you gotta watch out for uh, those bears in uh, in the wilderness. You know, you never know when you might uh, like uh, that. And uh, yeah, next mm-hmm. one. And uh, oh, that's uh, sh- showing something on f- 
showing a phone. phone. Yeah. Is that supposed to be Gandhi? I don't know, actually. A lot of these are, f- of these are phones. Related yeah. jokes, I guess. And uh, I think three of them. Maybe four, three or four of them. I think have been uh, mobile phone related jokes. Uh-huh. Okay, next one. Oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's not a place you want to be whacked. And uh, he looks like the guy's about to finish the job as well. So, next one. Okay. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, you don't know where that statue's been. I wouldn't let a kid suck on it. You know. Yeah. So. Okay. Next. <laughs> Mate, it's not gonna work out. Yeah. Just you know, let it be. You know, move on with your life. Like you know. You're a you're a human. She's a statue. Like it was never gonna work out, mate. So mm. next one, <sighs> yeah. Right. Oh. That one's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of that as well. Like someone else goes in there for like doing a, you know, a selfie or something, or some kind of like you know something with that finger on that. Then wants to take a photo of it. Now that's been up your nose, and now everyone knows yeah. about it. Gross. Next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like though you know it's not. You know that it's up there and down there. I've actually been in front of the Statue of Liberty, so I kind of know what the uh, scaling is. So yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, okay, cl- bit clever. Next, oh, that kid's adorable. Aww. Trying, to, trying to help it. <laughs> trying to help the bunny. So innocent. Okay, next. <laughs> um. Oh, he's whispering into her ear. I guess. Yeah, or? he was whispering to her ear. Okay then. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some things in politics never change. Yeah. Uh, I slap you at 20. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, really. So that was the first one. So, yeah. That was something fun to do. We'll finish off with. So, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. And uh, so that was our show for uh, this week. And so if you want to send us some more stuff, uh, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show. Uh, Twitter is at Aaron Meta Show. Uh, Tumblr is aaronmeta.tumblr.com. If you want to ask me a question there, I'll happily answer it. And youtube.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show if you want to send me a message over there. We're on Liberated Syndication, uh, Player FM, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, um, iTunes, and uh, also Podcast Directory, uh, CastBox. Uh, plenty of places to listen to us, so uh, we're, on, we're on plenty of places to go. So, and don't forget to check out uh, Patricia's Old School Lane podcast. Uh, it's, um, so, if you want to check that out, then uh, definitely do that as well. So, uh, yeah, but for, for me, Aaron. And Patricia. Take care. Bye bye for now. See you later. <laughs>